If we want to go down that terrifying Fucking A we do. Fucking A we do. Fucking A. Fucking A. I just had to curse on air. No, you're, 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 you're good here, yeah. On Facebook, on the podcast, you can say yeah. whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> fuck, 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 Family, give it a try. Fuck. Oh, it's delightful, isn't it? Oh. I actually use the word fuck a lot. I oh, like fuck. fuck is the best word of all kinds. And fuckery is truly a word. I mean, adjective, adverb, Absolutely. Noun. I mean, it runs the gamut. Fuckery. It's pure fuckery yeah. in the best sense of the word. Yeah. Well, I gotta get drunk and I sure do dread it cause I know just what I'm gonna do. You're listening to Papa Giorgio's Drunk After Dark Speakeasy Podcast, a show featuring irreverent conversations about an assortment of topics, many of which the FCC would not deem worthy of the terrestrial airwaves. But I gotta get drunk and I sure do dread it cause I know just what I'm gonna do. Which I never do. So, uh... Her sister Avery's on the other side of the of the of the center island, and uh, you know, right? And uh, Sophia does it, and she licks the salt. She does the tequila, and then she does lime, and then she goes. <laughs> and uh, and Avery, my younger daughter, goes, "What's the matter, Soph? Can't take it, or can't take the tequila?" And Sophia goes, "No." It's the lime. Do I have to do the lime? Oh, my goodness. That's funny. <laughs> I know. Like, yeah, that's like my the daughter. best part. <laughs> well, well, you know what I mean. <laughs> okay, it keeps you. There's going to be a variable. With the, we're doing Bacchus Elders today. Okay. Um, it's a new brand. It's called Polar. Uh, the flavor is called Unicorn Kisses. It was either this or mermaid something or something, 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 something. Dude, we're going to have to talk about our cocktail a lot. I just again. thought we were going to wing it because we didn't have any communication today. So I was like, you know, it would be funny. <laughs> Sorry. Unicorn. <laughs> there you go. So just a heads up. I don't know what this tastes like at all. Fair enough. Well, worst case scenario, we're drinking straight vodka, which is go. not a bad scenario. You imagine pulling out of here with these guys? <laughs> <laughs> we always let you guys go first. <laughs> Wait a couple of minutes. <laughs> uh, shoot. All right. A couple quick things. So, um, first, can you hear us okay? Yeah. Uh, your sound, uh, you can wear that. Now, you're just going to be. You're no, not, I'm not you're hearing not part you out of the show, here. Correct? Am I supposed oh, to hear you out of here? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay. Testing, testing, testing. Oh, Benedict you. Cumberbatch, metafeminist lumberjack. Oh, Benedict Cumberbatch, metafeminist lumberjack. If you're going to hang out here, it's easier to listen to the. True. Okay. Now, you don't want to be a part of the conversation, is that right? Or Not a whole lot. Okay. All right. <laughs> Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. <laughs> Chime in a bit here and there. She's um, my sidekick. Excellent. Got to have one of that. Oh, of God, those. yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, a really good friend, so. As opposed to, how long you guys, you, second marriage, second you said? Marriage. and uh, What are we, nine years now? Yeah, nine yeah, years. Nine. Oh, good for you. Good so for you. can actually like each other a lot. It's done. That's key, and that's nice. Yeah. Well, it really is. My wife and I have been married 26 or 27 years at this point. I get married. As I often say, I went directly from my mother's teat to my wife's. (laughs) Um, But we've always been friends as well. Shit. Are we recording? Papa Giorgio's listening. (laughs) Papa Giorgio. There you go. (laughs) All right. That's the other thing. Here's the other (coughs) secret. What we discovered was that some of the most entertaining parts of the show are the in-between segments. So we're going to have four segments. On this, cl- on this uh, uh, screen, you're going to see a timer countdown. Uh, we do two short segments, and then we do uh, two longer segments uh, at the end. Um, and we discovered that, uh, that, that some of the best conversation happens in between because the segments themselves are fairly businessy. We try to make them fun, but, you know, this is on the radio and stuff. Yep. 
So what we finally started doing was taking those in-between segments, and we put those together with some music in the background, and we make what I basically consider to be party white noise. So uh, we call that Papa Giorgio's Drunk After Dark Speakeasy Podcast. Nice. <laughs> we don't really advertise that, but if you're okay with it, we, we would okay release you yeah. as a separate, and you will be on Papa Giorgio. Yeah, we love it. Papa Giorgio is all around us at all times. I always love Papa Giorgio. I love Chevy Chase. Mr. Papa Giorgio. Mr. Huh? Papa Giorgio. Yeah. Wanted to be that kid. Did you? Well, who didn't? He I got mean, late, uh, and he got uh, <laughs> the cars. Good old Russ. Hey, Russ. Rusty. Oh, fuck. All right. What else do we have to know? Oh, uh, Brett will start usually playing outro music about uh, 30, 45 seconds before we take the break. Um, and then I'll, I'll kind of give you a little wrap-up on it. Okay. And then what else do I usually say, Newkirk? Anything? Uh, feminist lumberjack. Benedict Cumberbatch, metafeminist lumberjack. Benedict Cumberbatch, metafeminist lumberjack. Benedict Cumberbatch, metafeminist lumberjack. Now, can you imagine Biden trying to say that? No. <laughs> People think he's trying to have a fucking stroke. Can you imagine Trump saying that? Oh, my God. No, not him either. Trump, Trump can't read that fast. <laughs> Just take your mask off, would you? Fucked all the way around. <laughs> I can't awesome. hear you. Take your mask off. Oh, I got to grab my... I know. Did you love that? Yeah. <laughs> I got to grab my program plan. Oh, yes. <clears throat> These guys are fun. Uh huh. And then we also, by the way, uh, live stream on Facebook. Do you mind if I just. Oh, uh, sorry. This, if that's okay with you. <clears throat> and that is the Facebook camera. So we could. Uh, do you have a Facebook page? We do, yeah. Would you like us to tag you on the Facebook page? Please do. All right. Mr. Johnson. Do. I think I found you already there. I'm assuming it's kind of a gold logo, right? It is, yes. All right, that's you guys then. Unless there's another uh, company located in Excelsior with your same name. So. I hope not. <laughs> Better not. I'm in trouble. <laughs> where are your offices in Excelsior? <clears throat> you know, uh, where Anytime uh, Fitness is and then that old uh, gas station right off of Highway 7? Yeah, I live right down there. Okay. Well, there's that new uh, office building right in between that sits just behind it. Oh, wait. No, no, no. I'm thinking about Manitonka Boulevard. You're saying down by 7. Yep. Uh, Excelsior uh, uh, off of Highway 7. Yes, you know, okay. If you're cruising west and uh, from 101 and you go underneath the uh, bridge. Yep. And then uh, right on your uh, right-hand side, there's Anytime Fitness. And then you hit the old uh, uh, gas station and then the vintage. Well, right in between there, sitting right back, is a uh, newer office building that most people can't see. Okay. But that's where we are. Oh, fantastic. All right. It's got so, underground so. parking and all, so we're good. Nice. Are you really close to uh, um, a Matt Brewery, Copper Cow? Place? That's down by Hopkins, right? No, that's uh, that's further. I get so, so turned around out in the western suburbs because like every road goes like this, you know. Like well, where in the hell are you coming from? Uh, the city. Holy smokes! I know. Copper Cow, <laughs> isn't that? Well, Cop- Copper, it's their second restaurant. It's right by the BP, uh, right off of one hundred and one, kind of off seven, I think. I'm terrible. I- I'm a GPSer, so. Like I said, where are you coming from? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it exactly. Glen Lake. Isn't yeah, there that's a what copper I'm thinking. cow by Glen Lake? Is that a road? Could be the old Copperstein. Yeah. That's a joke. The old Copperstein. That was over... Uh, that's where Hazelwood is. Hazelwood, yes. Yeah. Which I was confused with Hazeltine and Hazel Dunn. <laughs> which... <laughs> I do too. Drugs, golf, you know. It, basically, it's <laughs> just cold. my future being laid out. <laughs> drugs, <laughs> rehab, alcohol, and golf. It's, <laughs> I'm just doing my future planning. <laughs> Getting old, the rich way. <laughs> right, baby. I may start the. Uh, I got to drop 
this weight. I put on so much weight. The COVID-19. How is the liver? What's that? How is your liver? Uh, you know, we You're don't good. talk. It's we a don't little, talk. It's a little body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, he's completely undependable. Yeah. There you go. I'm only an organ donor for the liver if you really hate that fucking patient. It's <laughs> unquestionably true. Oh, all right. Shall we, do a, shall we do a segment? Let's do it. All right. And by the way, are you guys Sinatra fans? Mm, Not so necessarily. So. All right. But well, maybe this alternative will... music. Excellent. We uh, all season. What we're doing is uh, we're working our way through Frank Sinatra's entire catalog oh, of goodness. studio recordings. Okay, that's cool. And uh, yeah, in segment two or three, three, I think I do what I call the musical notes, where I give a kind of a really short analysis of the or interpretation of the album that we've been listening to. So you guys got that's life. <laughs> which came out in 1966, nice. which has a great track of yep. That's Life, and the rest of it is so-so. What can you do? I just want to know, is that bottle going to be empty when we leave? Yeah. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we haven't even it. planned dinner yet. Now, I will, send you, I will send you home in an Uber if you need me to. We already have Seriously. one, Seriously. Yeah. No, okay. we have one. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, awesome. All yep, right. we're good. Oh, didn't I see you pull in? Didn't I see you pull in? Yeah, nice Uber. That was an Uber? <laughs> oh, gotcha. <laughs> Sorry, Holy man. Smoke. I'm going to need I'm more just, more I'm vodka. Just, I haven't drunk enough today. I'm just trying to <laughs> stay ahead of the police. Yes. That's wise. That's Let's wise. see. This airs Sunday, right? So we're good. Saturday and Saturday. Sunday. Okay. And it is Facebook Live. Oh, you're mm-hmm. right. <clears throat> Got something there. Look, luckily, Greg's parole officer doesn't pay attention. <laughs> Fucker's always drunk. <laughs> I gave him a really great ottoman, and now he just lets me get away with anything. That's all it takes. <laughs> Leather. This is one of the most serious shows I've ever been on. And I've been on Doug uh, Kruhofer's, uh, uh, excuse Paul me, Douglas. Paul Douglas's, uh show on uh, WCCO a couple times. Really? And uh, during on the, uh, on the radio live. And uh, it's not quite as much fun as this. But... <laughs> I do like him more. Just want you to know. I appreciate that. I appreciate the honesty. I, I completely do. By the time we're done with the vodka bottle, you're going to like me a lot more. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking Paul Douglas doesn't give me shit to drink. <laughs> he, was, he was a little nice last week because last week the guy that was on the show shot, taught us how to show, shoot guns and also had one in the hip the whole time. So you had to be really fucking nice to the guy. We oh, did. that's funny. Mama over there, she shoots. Do you? We went out. I'm not a gun guy. In general, and uh, and a good friend of mine is a good friend of this guy, and he's a gun safety trainer and, uh, you know, quality guy and stuff. And he took us out to this range in Prior Lake, and, uh, God, we shot uh, – you came and, and we shot uh, we shot a, a Glock. We shot a, a 357. We shot a, an old Colt Navy whatever it is. Oh, we shot cool. an AR-15. Um, I asked him if he had an AR-14, but he said he didn't have it. I don't know. <laughs> but he busted out the suppressor, which was pretty freaking cool. Yeah, we were shooting with suppressors. And then we came back and we recorded a special Papa Giorgio's episode. Uh, that one didn't go on drinking the style, but that was straight to Papa Giorgio. <laughs> like it. But yeah, I was really nice. Partway through, I'm like, just, just checking. You're armed right now, aren't you? Yeah. I got oh, a gun, I got two knives, and I got a baton. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for being a guest on the show, sir. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Hey. All right, let's covered. do some radio. Okay. Are you ready, Johnson? <clears throat> All right, any last questions or anything? Nope. Good. You know, I did, I did. We, we can't even get to the guest. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but this is a good enough question that I can use on another 
segment because yours is a non-random random question. Yeah. The random question is really only there in case things drag, um, which is why you don't catch it on each one of the uh, of the of the shows. All right, this is fucking horrible. It's really bad. Yep. Uh, Scott, can, you think lime can actually do something to it? It will help. Yeah. It will help. Can't make it worse. Lime oh, it's so bad. <laughs> It's so bad. No, and so, honestly... Sophia wouldn't like the lime, though. <laughs> no, she would not like no. that she would go without the lime. No. Right, here you go, man. Oh, no, the funny uh, thing about this, this actually does taste uh, like something you had in 10th you know. grade. Oh, oh, for sure. It really and does. Because, oh, so man, sorry. we stole this bottle of vodka from Mom and Dad. What can we mix it with? I don't know. I found this. Unicorn kisses. Yeah. It's true. It was funny. I don't know what unicorn kisses would taste like, but I think it would taste like this. Yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. And this is probably why there are no more unicorns. (laughs) (laughs) These fuckers kiss you and you're going to kill that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God I had two shots beforehand. Um, Did you get some? Yeah, seriously. I'm going to have a tough time sucking this down. (laughs) Yeah. It's really bad. You know, the thing about it is we're going to do it because we're on a show. I know. (laughs) You've humiliated me today. You've humiliated me. I thought it was funny. (laughs) I I was at the grocery store and I was like, oh, my God, that made a difference. Unicorn kisses. Yeah, it helps. It helps. But still. I mean, it still sucks, but it made a difference. (laughs) It still sucks. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Oh that was terrible with lime. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a weird, like, couple months with the uh, with the cocktails. Well, here's usually, the deal. usually I'm coming from from work where I have like every single thing available because I make my own bitters, my own tinctures. Like, I had shit everywhere, uh, and I would just pull quick from work, leave, come here, do it, go back to work, throw it in the dishwasher, call it a day. Now the you know you got a suitcase coming in hot from uh, Greg's home collection. I got a mm-hmm. I got a, a cub food bag full of you know my my ingredients. It's been very makeshift. It's been very makeshift. Yeah, we need to fix this. We need to fix this. Before next week's show, what we're doing is we're going to the liquor store, and you're just going to pick out a half dozen associated, not main liquor, just just, just aperitifs and just anything else that can be used and mixed to make real So we don't run into this again, anymore? So we don't... I mean, I get it. I can't, you know, I can't ask Mike for for the sponsorship money. I mean, the restaurant business is hard these days, and I, I can't have him send in a ton of stuff. But yeah, we gotta we gotta crank this back up to what we were. And yeah, I mean, how the hell are we gonna do a 2020 drink in the style book? <laughs> we might skip 2020, like yeah. the rest of the fucking world. Yeah. Do you know about the 2019 uh, drink in the style cocktail compendium? I think I've seen it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we picked like 13 of our favorite cocktails. Got some oh, in fact, I knew I see it. I saw it because um, that was sent to me uh, uh, a link of uh, podcasts and everything else and whatnot. Okay, excellent. So, there yep. you go. You'll, you'll be a little secret. You'll be getting a hard copy in the mail soon. It's our thank you for being on the show gift. Nice, and you'll look you. at it and you will flip through it and say, holy shit, these are amazing fucking cocktails and these bastards gave me <laughs> unicorn, unicorn, kisses. Kisses. unicorn kisses. Unicorn kisses. Unicorn kisses. <laughs> this would be great though if like we were all saying, oh, this is the best drink we've ever had. Just oh, seriously. I should do that just to piss you off. Uh, yeah, you're going to have six of them? Uh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not taking it. This, this is the worst drink we've ever had on the show. This is. And that, wow, dude, against, congratulations. Well, thank you. This no, is memory. Nothing against you guys. <laughs> nothing against you guys. <laughs> this is just happenstance. What did we make? We had something nice for Jennifer, as I recall, I think. Didn't she have the Moscow, uh, Moscow uh, Mules? Did she? Was it she who had the Moscow Mules? I thought she did. Was it tequila mules? Was it the Mexican mules? We did, we did like a Mezcal mule, didn't we? 
Basically, we've been reduced to like two combination things for a lot of these shows, and we got to fix that. So, all right. I've apologized enough. I'm sorry. Honestly, I know it. As a host, I am worse than Hitler. Who actually was a terrible host. He's really good at visiting other places, but he was not at all friendly once you arrived in Germany. <laughs> all right. So in segment two, you get to talk more. And uh, I should probably introduce you. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. I'm actually having more fun doing this anyway, so. Are you? Yeah. That's good. For as, sure. As long as it's entertaining. When we do go through this, you know, if you get any sound bites that you really like, too, that you want to use on social media or something like that, we'll send you a downloadable version. You can listen to the whole show before Saturday, at any time, really. And if you catch a part that you really like, you know, if you really hit something as a, a description of, of what Adora Holmes is all about, um, just let us know and we can put that together in a little cutout thing and you oh, can post oh, cool. that and what have you. So Okay, cool. All part of the service to you. So we have to actually listen to this again. <laughs> Shaking I mean, your head. It, it's bad enough that we're... That we're <laughs> Doing this the first time, we actually have to listen to it, too. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to my world. <laughs> I think when we listen to it, we need to have another unicorn drink. Uh, I guess. We're going to send you with a home version of our game, which is basically all those fucking cans. <laughs> <laughs> we are not using them. Ever Was that again. a six-pack or a 12? A uh, six-pack of halfers. Whew. Yeah, so it's like, oh, like a three-pack. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Oh, that's going to be hard. That's going to be hard to get that out of your mouth. Now there, I feel like I should do a I should do a lime. What? I should I should do a lime chaser on this oh. damn thing. Oh, for listen, sure. listen, you need to back the fuck up. It's not that bad, Greg. Am I getting Am I getting you've close? Dr- you've drunk worse. Am I getting close? You've drunk worse. We we know it's bad. I'm trying to think of when I've drunk worse. Well, I guess I have done shots of Smirnoff. Yeah, I mean from <laughs> Buffalo, <laughs> Genesee Cream Ale, baby, <laughs> <laughs> and Labatt's Blue. It doesn't even taste like alcohol. All right. Todd and Amanda. No. Um, oh, my Pamela. God. You Pamela. Forgot. No, well, for the love of I God. I do like Amanda, though. I mean, I like that name, too. Really? You like Amanda? I like that name. I need She's Amanda got a good friend, Amanda. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mandy. Oh. Wow. This is going to be an interesting <laughs> third segment. Mandy. <laughs> Mandy. <laughs> Mandy made it on the radio. Yes, she did. Oh. <laughs> Mandy, <laughs> you're going to have an interesting conversation tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. It's okay. God. Oh, God. You just got my name right like last week. We've been doing this. <laughs> and shall I, shall I say Todd and Pamela Simoning from uh, Adore Homes or shall I separate the two of you? Are you yeah, gonna... no, that'd be just fine. Okay. Yeah. And you handle, again, the real estate side. You're, you're a licensed broker. Realtor. Real estate, realtor. 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 Yep. What's the difference between a broker and a realtor? A broker actually monitors realtors. Holds the licenses. So, okay. Yep. Oh, really? Yeah. So if I were to screw up, my broker would be in trouble, not me. Oh, interesting. <laughs> You'd be in trouble too, but. Well, I never yeah. realized that. So you're almost like an apprentice. Kind of. Interesting indeed. I Always understand. Learning. I yeah. was just talking. Always learning. This is an educational show. Do you know, uh, do you know a guy named Jerry Clark? I do not. Okay. He owns uh, um, 
uh, real estate uh, uh, broker, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but he was saying that uh, he just rented space in one of his buildings to uh, to uh, Chris Lindahl. Oh, okay. And he was talking about how Chris Lindahl structures his real estate <coughs> practice, um, which I guess is, is is fairly unique in the industry. He'll pay for the licenses, you know, as a realtor. You know, you're under his brokerage license overall, but then he also, well, I don't remember, but he's trying to tutelage you and actually, you know, just bring you up and. You know, teach you everything and... If there's a man who's going to tutel you, it's Chris Lindahl. There you go. <laughs> Such so I've heard. Do you know him? <laughs> no, I don't I've know I've never him. met him either. <laughs> Me neither. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard. God, isn't that funny, though? I mean, he gets advertising all over. I mean, we're sitting in here and we're talking about Chris he Lindahl. He crushed mm-hmm. it. He <laughs> crushed it. Well, even mm-hmm. driving home from Bay Lake this weekend, 94... Chris Lindahl signs everywhere. Mm-hmm. They're on buses. They're on billboards. We need to, we need to cool this, though. Pamela Simning... Edina Realty. Pamela Simning. Edina Realty. We saw her all over the place. 100%. You should do like this. this. (laughs) (laughs) Pamela Simning. I just want my cut. You should just do. This is a shot. Oh, my God. That would be classic. Uh, You're welcome. I'll send you the bill on the marketing uh, concept. (laughs) I love it. Uh, All right. All right. Let's do segment two, and I'm sure this will go swimmingly. All right. You're you're too easy a guest, actually. This is pure conversation that we're running through. Actually, I have a lot of fun doing that, to be honest with you. Well, like I, I said, I just, it's the way it works best. Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I know I know. you told me I wouldn't get interrogated. I mm-hmm. feel interrogated right now. Well, you were attacked right off the beginning. I believe you were called an asshat. <laughs> but no, I, I really, I, I enjoy talking to people, and, and uh, really, I love public speaking, and I really do like just being out there, getting to know uh, clients, and I think that's one of the, our biggest assets that we have, um, is just being able to be real about everything that you do, whether it's in business, whether it's just sitting here, whether you're with your family, whatever, it's just being authentic. Agreed. I can't. I, I can't. I can't. I don't have the strength to be anybody but who I am, and in pretty much all circumstances. I mean, you would generally agree. I mean, it's, it's hard enough being yourself, let alone putting on a fucking facade. And somebody has to do it too, because nobody wants to be me. Otherwise, <laughs> it is a fucking miserable job. <laughs> it's harder being somebody else. It's easier being yourself. Agreed completely. But you actually have to be okay with it too. Yeah. Agreed completely. Oh. Except for those moments where you got to just calm down, sit back, pour a drink, and sit quietly and just say. That's why I have cocktails. Yeah. <laughs> the good Lord gave us drinks. Earth in the world, the Kermit the Frog. Uh, it ain't easy being green. It ain't easy being oh green. Oh, my God. You know? It's I mean, being green. I so I actually. The man said it. I have the perfect quote at the end of the show Did you for you for that. Uh, Did you notice oh. it? No. I right, didn't great. look. We'll wait. Don't worry. You're going to like this one. All right. Oh. All right. I saw that. it's a great show you're saying that all right you cut down a tree that carbon is sequestered within well first of all the tree is absorbing the carbon yep uh, however it's not just sequestering the carbon that carbon is actually being redeposited into the soil, is only, it not? Only if you allow it to fall in the in the uh, forest and, then and allow it to decay. So but by allowing actually, the, so you're saying that this is like a a a a a prison of carbon that, as long as that wood remains <clears throat> static and in and of itself, you are. 
permanently sequestering that carbon. Yes, absolutely. Hmm. I learned so much on our uh, uh, timber uh, project downtown. It was a condo building. <clears throat> it was going to be 10 stories. It was going to be super cool, all condos in the North Loop. <laughs> COVID took it down, okay? okay? I mean, we can't. There's not a possible way I'm going to get financing for it. And so we switched to an apartment. But for about 18 months, this was in the planning. <clears throat> and, um, God, I went to more... I understood more about lumber, trees, and what we're really doing for the uh, uh, environment by building timber frame. I mean, literally taking two by fours, <clears throat> massing them together, and sequestering the carbon. We that that uh, apartment uh, condo down there would have taken the equivalent of thirty-eight cars off the road a year. Hmm. Really? It's kind of a really interesting thing, but people don't think about it because nobody's talking about it. You know, what do we talk about when, uh, <clears throat> when we're thinking about uh, carbon uh, emissions and that? All we're talking about is automobiles. Mm-hmm. We can't, nobody can stand... Uh, in factories. But... Yeah, in factories, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's all about what we can do for, you know, our cars, electric, electric, electric. Mm-hmm. Nobody's really talking about construction and what construction really does. And granted, construction does waste a lot of energy um, in and of itself because... Think of this, and this is kind of a big thought. We've been doing construction for the same way since pyramids have been built. Mm-hmm. Hand labor, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing we're doing today. And so that's one of the parts where you're going to start seeing technology come in. You're still going to be using your timber material, but you're going to be manufacturing more uh, product inside uh, manufacturing plants. There's a company out there, Katera, <clears throat> that was built by a bunch of uh, Microsoft, Apple, um, <clears throat> Google, um, God, there's three or four or five companies involved where the executives all got together and said, construction is antiquated. Mm-hmm. Everything else has gone to all these great electronics and you know, faster this, faster that, but nothing in the construction trades. How can we bring technology to the construction trades? How can we make it better? How can we start manufacturing more components inside our manufacturing plants to be able to bring pods into a construction site and just build from there? I mean, we now have skyscrapers that literally each floor, for the most part, are built inside a a warehouse and brought and composed. See, but you're going down the path of you're going down the path of of prefabricated homes, yep. and that opens a clusterfuck uh, uh, of uh, 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 of other issues. I mean, banks won't lend necessarily on a prefabricated home; at least they never used to. They do today. Do they? Oh yeah. For it sure. used to be like ten years ago. If it was a manufactured home, you could not get a standard. Uh, I was right? one of the. I was one of the first. Uh, <clears throat> I would say uh, uh, manufactured home. Uh, compartmentalized home builders in the Twin Cities. We tried it back in 1990. God, we were off of, where's your sister live? Um, oh, so off Sunny of Hearst, Yeah, Harstead Lane. What do you think that was, 94, 92? Where Julie moved into? Well, Julie's on the corner, but then I, I punched in that cul-de-sac and built those houses right there. Was that oh. 92, 94? Gosh, I thought it was later than that. <laughs> 90, okay, so let's just say 95. It can't be too much later than that. And we tried panelized housing. It all came in uh, in lumber like this. It just didn't work. I mean, they were doing it down in Iowa. They were doing it in other areas. But 
labor-wise, you just <clears throat> couldn't get it to work out here in the Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. Today, you are seeing it. Everything that Lennar brings in, mm-hmm. they're bringing on a truck, and they're bringing in a crane, and they're craning all their walls up, boom, mm-hmm. boom, 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 and then they're putting on their roof trusses, and they're framing. Isn't that a little different than a manufactured home, like a... Are nope. you talking more well, trailer? It's, it's still just made well, in the shop, like wall to wall to wall, shipped in and pieced together. And, it, and it's all lumber. Scale. It's all wood. Yeah. Okay. And they're framing houses. This is part of, you know, trying to keep the cost down. They're framing houses um, out in Chanhass and out at the Cove. Um, God, what do you think? In, the park? Yeah. Out in, or, yeah, park. What do you think they're doing it in a week and a half? Oh, they're flying. Houses are flying up. I mean, That's they're putting insane. it up in a week a and a half. A week and a half yeah. for framing? Yeah. Wow. And and that's because they're bringing in. I mean, well, but then again, you know, it is. I mean, it's all standardized, though. Of it course. is, but and, and that again, also works for the right for a certain demographic. Yes, and you need obviously. You know, my whole business is all about uh, renters, first timers, move up, uh, custom, and architectural, mm-hmm. and then move down. Right. We need everybody to work together to truly have a holistic um, uh, housing circle. Mm-hmm. And we can't have one broken. We need people that young people to move into renters, you know, to save some money to move into the first time home buyers deal to move into the middle to, you know, and, and come back around. Life. It is, but mm-hmm. it's a circle of housing. Mm-hmm. And so the panelized housing is going to be here for a long time because that's going to serve the masses. It's it's not necessarily my business mm-hmm. because, you know, I'm, I'm more of the architectural side of it. And but there's a lot fewer people that are doing that or can afford that, right? Mm-hmm. But for where we're at, I don't diminish, and I have way too many friends that come to me and say, God, I just bought a house. You know, it's not like – it's nothing you like you build, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, no, no. That's not where we're going. It's a new house to you, and you're excited. And I don't care if you're spending $87,000. I don't care if you're spending $100 million. I want you to be excited about being a home homeowner. Mm-hmm. Because even in the uh, interior design business, what we want is, you know, that person that's starting out is going to buy a set of pillows mm-hmm. or their first sofa, right? And they're going to be really excited about it. And they're going to get to a point where they're on their second or third home. And then that comes into play for, you know, our building mm-hmm. and, and where we are mm-hmm. at. And then we bring in even more architectural design. We bring in more... Uh, interior design, more landscape design, and really create something that's that's uh, bespoke. I mean, mm-hmm. we don't build the same house. Mm-hmm. And so it, it really is fun to see how that's progressing, but this will be here for quite some time. Interesting. See, I personally have always I, – I, I want a cinder block-based house. I don't know what it is. There's something about just – it's wait, 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 what do you mean? Instead of a wood-framed house. Yeah, but they all, they all have – Cinder block and block on the bottom. Of course. Well, he's thinking about uh, ICF, right? Uh, what does ICF stand for? Uh, ICF is the oh, uh, insulated. Yes, 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 yep. yes, 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 yes. Something that is is seriously. There's something about a house that has that weight. You can mm-hmm. just feel it. You can sense it. The energy. And if you go into a house that's traditional cinder or a, a wood framed house, it's going to have a different. I mean. If nothing else, the the echo, the the sounds are going to be very, very different. It's like when you go into a European house, which are generally not timber-framed houses. Those are houses that are stone-framed and, and, and cement-based. They feel utterly different. It just feels different somehow, and I prefer it. 
and I agree with you, the cost delta on it. That's huge. Yeah, it is. I and know. that makes it really difficult for even, I mean, we build houses. We start at about, you know, every year we we have one at maybe a million dollars. We got one going on right now that's four and a half. And mm-hmm. those are structures. It's not with lot. It's, those are structures. Mm-hmm. And everything seems to be about plus or minus $2 million, right? Mm-hmm. But even for those clients to spend that L- extra $100,000 on an ICF uh, framed house, or I shouldn't say framed house, but, mm-hmm. you know, structured house, mm-hmm. they just won't go there yet. Yeah. I know, because you can't see it. You can't yeah. touch it. You, I mean, you can right. touch it, but you can't, you can't, you can't resell it's, it to a certain, you know, it's, 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 it's weird. And yet, I mean, would you say that it's a superior or do you disagree that it's no, a it's superior, superior system? No, I, it's superior. On every level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know. But we just can't quite get there because we're Americans and all we look at is the superficial side. Which is things. what we were talking about. Yes. But, but that is the nice thing about being able to help our clients get educated a little bit more is because we do have a sophisticated one, uh, clientele where we are getting some of those clients to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, like even geothermal. I try to – I have mm-hmm. geothermal at my house. Oh, do you? And we've had oh. it uh, the second house in a row. Absolutely mm-hmm. love it. I mean, absolutely love it, but it's more expensive, so you can't get people to really do it. But it is the most cost-efficient way, besides solar for you know for energy or whatever. Um, but to really get a, a good uh, air conditioning system and heating system, mm-hmm. and you're using the ground. Mm-hmm. That's all you're using. Yeah, it's it's completely. I I would love. We I talked briefly about possibly doing some geothermal. Uh, uh, if I was going to replace the HVAC system at the new building, I had asked uh, the builder, one of the builders that I had talked about, about a geothermal system. And, you know, he expressed a certain amount of interest, but then it dies very quickly because they also know down deep that for the most part, very few people are going to be willing to make that investment. The initial investment. Yeah. But then I found out I have radiant heat anyway in that building and you can't really complain yeah. if you got radiant heat. <laughs> yep. But all right. Um, well, that was that was useful to know about. I feel a little bit better about the about the wood framed houses now. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. You got just think environmental, and you're actually helping. <laughs> it's so funny. I also was going to chime in. I was going to say, you know, you build a house, you know, based on how you live, and you know, there's this old joke that the Dean Martin suite at the Sands Hotel yep. had no furniture whatsoever, just one gutter. One gutter. You could just walk back. <laughs> if I get too dry for you, just let me know because no, I, no, no, I kind of no, no, get no. into my mode about true construction. Oh, and... God, he does. I will. Okay. I thought that. No, I thought that segment went well. Okay. Yeah. I'll stop you. You know, it's well. funny because I, I laugh and joke and all of a sudden I get serious about my business. And mm. so. No, I thought that went very well. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, so, all right. So we've skipped your history. Life goes on. Um, let's see. Oh, the Great Real Estate Depression yeah. that you referred to. Are you talking about 08? Are you yeah. talking about... Okay, good. Yep. As long as we're through that. Um, that was a tough time. Oh, well, like I said, yeah. sitting there watching that shit just, yeah. just I, I used crash. to be in construction um, full-time, and that was around the time I started backing up. And uh, some of the larger companies were bidding jobs at cost, and us little guys were, you know, unable to stay afloat. I moved to the Twin Cities, and here we are. Oh, that was, that's what drove you here from Wisconsin? Yeah. 08, 09 was just like, fuck, now what do we do? Huh. And then 2010 hit, I was I was here the third day of the year. We had no, uh, I think, uh, got at least two years in a row, maybe three, but for sure two years in a row. I had zero income. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Zero. There was nothing. Unless you could afford the bid jobs at cost, yeah. which mm-hmm. is, you know, unheard of. Yeah. Uh, you weren't doing shit. Yep. Yeah. That was, no money that was nasty. My, uh, my girlfriends thought it was odd that my kids were little, so we'd have pool parties <laughs> at my house, and Todd would be over, and he'd be on his side laying out just by himself and they're like doesn't he work and i'm like i don't really know what he does but he's a good looking guy he just you know poses from time to time it was actually funny because i mean uh i always went to pamela's house right and so i think she thought i didn't have a house or anything i mean truly and then so one day i'm like well why don't you why don't you come over to my house you know and she's like okay and she comes over and she's like oh you do have a nice house i'm like what the hell do you think I'm doing? <laughs> you know, I'm a builder and I'm, I got a great, you know, and I got a great product and and I'm like, I'm not a pauper. I mean, I might not be well, making any of, money. You kind of felt like a pauper because you were just always hanging around. Yeah, nothing around. to do. And, I just had yeah, nothing to do. Yeah, there's just no work. Right, right. <laughs> and the fortunate thing is during the uh, run-up, we actually saved money, meaning, you know, I didn't spend, uh, I wasn't a big spender uh, necessarily. I did a lot of good things uh, right. You know, we were... You know, I sold uh, our house on uh, St. Albans Bay in Excelsior. Okay. <clears throat> um, between no, uh, December of 2006 and uh, and uh, January 2007, I spent uh, 30, just under 30 days in Kauai, just on a family vacation. And it was the first time that I had a chance to really think. Princeton? Uh, Princeville? And, uh, I don't even remember anymore. Hmm. Be honest with you. <laughs> Drinking a lot. <laughs> no, actually, it was really fun because I went to the uh, beach every morning. Well, I worked out, and then I went to the beach every morning and with my daughters and then had uh, uh, shave ice hmm. and then would have lunch, and then I'd start drinking. Nice. But gave me a lot of time to think, and I came home, and by February, I said, hey, we got a $3.5 million house on Lake Minnetonka where all our money's at, and I have... You know, God, at the time, I probably had $43 million worth of personal guarantees on business, right? Right. And I said, Oof. something's wrong with the market, mm-hmm. and we need to sell our house. Mm-hmm. Okay? And this is what year? Uh, 2007. Okay. So we closed our uh, house in 2007 with a uh, uh, gentleman that made all his money in Google because Google had just went public. Mm-hmm. And he was one of the initial investors. He bought it for his kid. Mm-hmm. Okay? Which is kind of funny. And that actually was probably... I didn't buy my last piece of property that I ever bought to develop was in 2005. And the last spec home I built was in, we closed in October of 2006. And everybody thought I was crazy to get out of the real estate business. Mm-hmm. But I got out and I got out because there was something wrong. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was, mm-hmm. but there was something wrong. And then uh, July of 2007, we closed uh, our big house and rented. Really? And, yeah. And it saved me. Wow. Good for you. Brilliant. So. Unlike me, who's sitting <laughs> watching the fucking market crash, as opposed to this time when I bought this building and I'm sitting there and I come in and a week later, the whole world is quarantined. <laughs> so so once we go back on air, we'll, we'll save some uh, some content uh, kind of from both of you guys. Curious to see what you guys predict for the next six months. Next six months or, you know, everybody's kind of predicting uh, a multitude of Vastly different things. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. If we want to go down that terrifying Fucking A, we do. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking A, we do. Fucking A. Fucking A. A. <laughs> I just had to curse on air. 
No, you're, 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 you're good here, yeah. On I'll Facebook and podcast, you can, you can say yeah. that, whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> Family, give it a try. Fuck. Oh, it's delightful, isn't it? Oh. I actually use the word fuck a lot. I oh, like fuck. fuck is the best word of all kinds. And is. fuckery is truly a word. I mean, adjective, adverb, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it runs the gamut. Fuckery. It's pure fuckery yeah. in the best sense of the word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember when, gosh, when I was at J&J, there was this, like, it wasn't like an, well, maybe it was an <clears throat> email about absolutely. I mean, all the different ways that you could use fuck. Mm-hmm. And I remember playing it for my dad, and he laughed hysterically and just thought it was perfect. You know, it can be a noun, a pronoun, mm-hmm. da, da, da. And my mother was so appalled. She was just like. <laughs> oh, no. We had, we had <laughs> it's this supposed one, to piss somebody off. We had this one guest, uh, uh, a couple of guests, who uh, she's very, uh, she's very <clears throat> religious. She uh, is very prim and proper in a general sense. But for some reason... Uh, does anyone want pure vodka? I'm not touching that shit. <laughs> yes. Um, all right, come on back. Um, but for whatever reason, she discovered that she could say the word cock on because we we were doing cock and uh, cock and bull. Was that yep, the, yep. The, the the thing? Ginger beer. Oh, this ginger beer and cock and beer bull. So, like the rest of the show, every now and then she would simply lean and say, "Cock." <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that's classic! Huh. All right, honey. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. I love that. Well, uh. what's, what's kind of funny is when you guys gave me that shot, mm-hmm. I was gonna say I'm kind of a pussy with shots, but I didn't think that'd be appropriate. So, so it's the it's the same adage of uh, black people can say the n word. I can't say pussy. Yes. Yeah. You can say pussy. I can say pussy. Everyone can, can say pussy. I know, but she she has conviction when she says it because ownership is everything. I've got a couple <laughs> friends from the UK, and they use the c word oh, from time oh, to time, oh. and yeah. that is that makes even me like, I love, cringe I love the and uncomfortable. Appropriate company, but mm-hmm. oh, it's, and it's, what it's, is the appropriate company? Uh, yeah, people what? that aren't offended easily. Oh, <laughs> you know your audience when you set up in the c bomb. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Seriously, I've, I've been punched and slapped plenty of times with that word. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but they use it everywhere and constantly. It's insane. They've desensitized it. They have. Even in fact, if you watch the boys on Amazon. You ever, have you watched this? Uh, Are you this on show? season two? I have. I started watching Pretty season good. two. Oh, so, is so. this something worth watching? We it have, is. we we are neophytes to this whole streaming thing. Okay, and we just got involved with it. What two months ago? Yep, I think two months ago. And so well, winter is coming. We have yeah. we have Netflix, which we're just like that's the dumbest investment I ever made in my life because <laughs> I I bought it when it was I think about twelve. Bucks a share, something like that. Yeah. When they raise their monthly dues from like four or five ninety nine to six or seven ninety nine, and I sold in two thousand and I was living in Piner, so it must must have been two thousand and nine, nine ten, ten, something like that. Mm-hmm. Dumbest thing I ever did. No. Should have had What's that on, right now? It's like forty. No, God. I mean, split adjusted. I mean, this thing would be probably, what, a thousand bucks a share? No. Netflix is? Oh, it's got to be up Netflix there. Netflix is king. It's right below Amazon. Yeah. Holy shit. I had no idea. I didn't yeah. realize that. Oh, no. I mean, oh, they, oh, they, nice they move. So, real estate decisions, yes. Stock, Stock investments, no. no. When Netflix first came out, you would, you would, you know, you'd have a list of things and it'd be your favorite, second, third, fourth, fifth choice. Uh-huh. And they would email you. <laughs> Not email you. They, they would like hard uh, snail mail you uh, discs or yeah. video games. It came oh. by the mail. 
Yeah. Netflix yeah. when it started? Yeah. 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 You used to have to wait a couple weeks to be like, oh, I got the movie I wanted. <laughs> now it's like instant. You know, it's, yeah. it's that's, that's like in the last 15 years. It's crazy. Uh, here's here's the thing that drives me crazy about Netflix. Why here's why can't I have access to your movie queue in a separate category? So let's say The Boys, great example. It's not Netflix, it's Amazon, but whatever. It's a movie. It's a show that I really like. I'm enthusiastic about it. I think you guys would really like it. Now I can tell you about it, but you're never really going to be that enthusiastic necessarily to go and 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 look at seek it out. But if I'm watching it, why can't I send this to Todd and Pamela oh, so that yeah. you guys can watch this or it shows Ooh. up? You have a Ooh. new recommendation. You are in so much trouble right now. Why is that? You just gave it away to them. I know. <laughs> nah, you know what? You should have You should have saved that for yourself <laughs> and monetized it, and you just blew it. If I did that for all of the ideas, wait until you hear about my podcast platform, which actually we are working on with the guy who owns the station. Nice. Which uh, has a similar aspect to it, but it's true. I mean, I've been saying that for years and years and years, years and years and years, and yet it's never happened. Now. How do I monetize that? Well, <laughs> in the furniture business, slightly <laughs> the real estate business, the radio business. Yeah. There are only so many things that I can bite off at one point. And what I've generally found is I never worry about telling people my ideas because the number of people who will actually do it oh, is virtually no, right, nil. Right. Yeah. Virtually nil. So it's like, you know, fuck you. I'll tell you. I'll give you the best fucking ideas in the entire world because I know that you don't have the balls necessary to, to, to follow up on it. Um, but maybe somebody out there on Facebook does. Good. Brad, you can erase that on Facebook, right? Yeah, you can yeah. go back in time. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. Yeah. It's the whole motivation. I've just been writing down ideas. <laughs> cash in eventually. <laughs> He's going to get out of that booth one way or another. <laughs> Sooner or later. It's a matter of time. My ship is coming in, man. Yeah. All right. All right. Are we good? It, it, Are we uh, feeling good? Before we go any further, though, I yeah. was just thinking about something. Yeah. Uh, considering this was probably one of our one of our less than favorable uh, beverage rounds we've ever done. You're probably you're probably like one of the only fucking guests we've had on in a really long time that's actually listened to the show before coming onto it. So I feel like we're kind of indebted to you for that. I wanted bit. to know what it was about. Yeah. Most people go, Some, no. Yeah. No. Occasionally, but for the most part... Yeah, no idea what they're getting into. <laughs> you listened and still showed. Thank you. I did. Well done. Well done. You did. I actually feel bad. We were going to uh, you. We were going to do a show with some sake and straight sake. We had a magnum. We had a. We have a magnum of sake. Holy Hannah! Interesting. Yeah. yeah. That, that might have been uber friendly. Yeah. 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 Oh. Totally failed on oh, that for one. Sure. Instead, you got the unicorn kisses. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> So about making Habitation your default design partner. Um, <laughs> have, have we learned anything during this podcast? I mean, <laughs> Don't drink Unicorn Kiss uh, stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's my gift to you. Sometimes it's best to know what not to do. I could yes. see Sophia liking it, though. You know what? No, my my daughter is higher, better now. stuff than that. Oh. <laughs> she's even she's even above this. Well, I was thinking the sweetness because it does taste like cotton candy. Cotton candy is like Red Bull's version of cotton candy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah that's tough. Can't do that anymore. No, nightmarish. 
nightmarish. Hang my head in shame. I'm going to wake up at 3 a.m. this morning and feel guilty about this. I guarantee it. <laughs> We're going to look back and have I'll a good send you a text. <laughs> okay, so I have no idea how old you are, but you're like us then. So somewhere between 1.30 and 4, we're normally up. Yeah. I mean, wide, it's like, wide awake. what the heck, man? And then all of a sudden you get tired somewhere around 4.45 and you sleep for another hour and it's like, oh, God, I got to get up. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is that? You know what it is? Actually, I can tell you kind of to some extent what it is. There's a school of thought amongst historians that our modern way of sleeping, which is like basically eight hours straight through, is completely unnatural. And that through most of human history, we've had something called the second sleep, which is you sleep from basically sundown, which, you know, is quite early, yep. wake up in the middle of the night, 1.30, 4 a.m., to tend the fire check the campsite, make sure oh. everyone's alive, wander around, things like that. And then you Ooh. peter out and go back to sleep until the sun rises again. And that's supposed to be potentially a more natural circadian rhythm for our generation. As opposed to, say, teenagers who are designed to go to sleep <clears throat> super fucking late so that they can patrol <laughs> the campsite <laughs> to make sure they were not about to be eaten by wolves or Philistines or the Welsh, who knows. Um, and then crash and then sleep straight through the morning. We're... Now, you want to talk about trends. That's interesting that you said uh, circadian rhythm. Mm-hmm. You realize the light bulbs that are coming out today mm-hmm. um, that really are kind of emulating circadian rhythm? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's an interesting trend. We've had a couple of lighting uh, showrooms on talking about okay. lighting. And what the fuck are you guys talking about? Circadian rhythm, in general, that's your body's natural uh, alignment to when you should be sleeping based on essentially the time of day, the sun. The and how you react light. to the sun and, uh, and the daylight. And the light bulbs and... have different contrasts and, and like how bright they shine. Yeah. 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 They move during the day. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So you're okay. basically simulating the real world instead of trying to fight against it by blaring these incandescent one-size-fits-all lights yeah. huh. at all times. Okay. <clears throat> We had – so at the district, um, I don't recall who we were talking to. I had decided that we did not want to get a home wiring partner in there. Okay. And the reason at that time was, you know, everybody's going with like Sono systems. Everything is becoming wireless. Let's not worry about it. And I want your opinion on this, by the okay. way. And then the builder said, you know what? You know, you could not be more wrong. Their wiring has become – more important than ever, regardless of the sonus, because it's not just wiring speakers anymore, which is what we always used to think about. Mm-hmm. But now it's wiring every aspect of the home, including lighting. And he was talking about basically having that control over how your house is lighting. And you cannot do that wirelessly at this point. You won't be able to effectively for another 10 years. No, it's actually really cool. Uh, uh-huh. The uh, systems that they have out there that you can – I mean, literally, you can be standing in your house, and you can say, "Turn on the living room win- uh, lights, uh, uh, shut the uh, shades in the uh, great room, uh, like the uh, kitchen uh, uh, range to go on, mm-hmm. and uh, play uh, lighting. Play. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you're gonna hear me from uh, uh, Sinatra, mm-hmm. and literally in a sequence of any sequence, it will do." Each one of those pieces. And all that shit has to be hardwired into it. Who do you uh-huh. guys use for your for your partner on that, or do you do it yourself? No, no, we don't do it ourselves. We use uh, Bravis. They used that. to be uh, J.J. Orion. Uh, now they're Bravis. And B-R-A-V-I-S. I mean, from uh, B-R-A-V-A-S. And 
really a great uh, a great partner. Um, it's it's amazing to go into these houses after the fact that you know I, one of the other things that we have I think that is different than other builders. And I tell people this that we will be friends when we're done building. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they're always like, yeah, okay, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. We get invited to more dinner parties at our clients' homes, you know, a year, two years, whatever later. Like even Paul and Lori Douglas, uh, Paul uh, is really into uh, alternative music. He loves the 1975. Hmm. And so, I mean, we've been to two concerts with them, yeah. um, you know, and they're really... You do really, work well. You do things... On people s- care. Nothing is harder to find this day, these days than somebody you can actually depend on, trust, and knows what they're doing. Right. Right? They you show find up when you like say that. you're going to. Do you know Steve Melander, Varsity Painters? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, Melander's a, a buddy of mine for, for a number of years and things. And he's got a great line. He says, you know what? I return my phone calls and my crew shows up on time and I'm better than 85% of my competition. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, that's so true. Right? And then when you find somebody who's got personality like you guys have and the right general attitude, of course you're going to want to be held on to as friends. I want to be your friend now. We are. <laughs> Agreed. I mean. Salute. 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 Even though I dissed you on the first one. <laughs> <laughs> I learned my lesson. Yeah, he's the harsh teaching, but I guess he did. But we're all on the same page now. <laughs> we we love unicorn kisses. Uh, Fuck. I feel so bad. I feel so bad. <laughs> all right, let's do segment number three. All right. So we're now halfway through. How's this going for you? It's going great. <laughs> we're going to need more vodka. I might need some more ice. Yep. Yes. Gotcha. Please. Pass it down. Uh, of course. That's the uh, handmade scoop. More sherry. Handmade scoop. Feel free to Gracias. use your hand. None of us care. I'm funny. I think I'm going to skip the... Yeah, we all did. And yeah. just do, like, strong lime. Oh, good idea. We all Smart. did. Yeah. Quality. Nice. I'm good. <sighs> all right. All right. <clears throat> so can I ask you guys off radio, how are you looking for 2021 in terms of scheduled projects? Have you seen a drop? Have you seen any? The commercial builders I talk to are generally telling me the same story. Everybody's booked through January, tons of projects that you know we're already <laughs> on the running through. But then after January, nothing new. It's a cliff. You're not uh, – residential, residential wise, is not, not it a problem. Is. It's actually scaring me a little bit that it's too strong right now. Really? Yeah. Really? I don't – I'm not sure we've ever been busier since the early 2000s, mid-2000s. Hmm. Um, everybody wants to – Which is scary. <laughs> it really is. It I is. think we're paying it forward <laughs> oh, right now. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting is that it's not like when we – had the uh, Great Depression and people couldn't afford it and they were just buying and they were straw buyers, mm-hmm. this time they're coming with money. Mm-hmm. I have more cash buyers than I can shake a stick at. Really? I really? mean, $4.5 million projects, uh, $2 million projects, million seven. I and that's used strictly to, just structure, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. and not even buying their land. And, mm-hmm. you know, two years ago, I'd be like kind of, Making a joke like, well, you know, are you guys going to pay cash or are you going to, you know, finance? And it was kind of just more of a joke. Um, 
But today, it's a serious question. Are you guys paying cash or are you guys uh, financing? Oh, we're paying cash. I'm like, okay. See, but other than – so most major banks have pulled back on writing jumbo mortgages. They have, So yep. to a great extent, you have no choice. But assuming you do have the choice, why would you pay cash for a house when you can pick something up at 3% interest because, on $2 million? Because they're seeing the market do this mm-hmm. and they're just like – honestly, they're – I'll say uh, risk adverse, mm-hmm. and they don't want to have – they just don't want a payment. And consider this. It's an interesting thing. Whether you're buying a $2 million property and paying cash or a $10 million or $5 million, whatever it is, you probably have four times that money. So mm-hmm. if you're paying two, you probably have eight. If you're the paying five, you probably got yeah. 20. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, well, I'm just going to pay $5 million for it, and I still got $15 million in the bank. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's the reason why people and property candidly, mm-hmm. candidly, you look at uh, us in the uh, in the real estate business, um, Pamela and I, and we are very risk adverse. Right now, we have no money in the uh, stock market oh, at you all. Mean, you're an idiot if you've got a penny in the stock market. Well, here's the interesting thing: in October, and I'm not saying I'm really great at timing, but I'm pretty good. In October. We sold everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, it's too frothy. And we got to uh, the downturn, and I kept watching it. And I'm like, Pamela, we're buying in. We're going to buy in. We're going to buy in. Kept on going down, down, down. And we hit the bottom. We bought three tranches, um, one here, one here, one here. And the last tranche was the, at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And we just sold everything then as it was going up, I sold a tranche, a tranche, and then I just sold the last one about a week ago because I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, now it's gone up it's... too fast. And now we're seeing that backpedal and seeing the market kind of come back down. Mm-hmm. So now I'm just waiting for the next time to just jump into it and just kind of hit the timing a little bit. But people are just looking at stocks as – really indiscriminately buying again. Mm-hmm. Just like we did in the late 90s, and I was big into the, uh, uh, this was when uh, those backroom uh, group chats and that were big on Yahoo and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And that was big. And I'm seeing kind of the same thing, and I'm like, mm, not a good place to go. So we wrote it, left it, wrote it down, and then just bought, and then just sold at the top again. Good for you. Well played. Well played. No. Yeah, no, I uh, when I said when I sold a, a building on Excelsior Boulevard before I bought this one over on on Washington. So I, I, I closing on February twenty eighth on this Washington Avenue property, right? That was the end of the week where the stock market had dropped about fifteen percent that initial point. And we all knew fucking hell was breaking loose, mm-hmm. and I had to determine what was going to happen between the loss of my capital gain or of my uh, of my uh, 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 security deposit, which was substantial, relatively, and. Um, the capital, the capital gains taxes I was going to be looking at, and had to make the decision about whether I wanted to sit on that cash and invest it, and wait for what was going to necessarily happen. I did not expect that the market would have recovered. And this, this makes right. no sense None of any of us, kind. Yeah. It's absurd. But mark my words: the October surprise this year is going to be the stock market yep. crashing to the tune of about forty percent. It's going to be a fucking bloodbath. 
And God, I hope it's not that bad. Right? You're calling October? <laughs> oh, my October. God. I was looking at, like, the first, you know, first turn of the year. God, he's bringing, he's bringing Ronald Reagan October right back. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> October surprise. The October surprise. Oh, yeah. It's going to be. October oh. is the traditional Jimmy bloodbath and, month. Uh, Ronald Reagan. 1979, 1980, the recession of 1980 yeah. that uh, practically killed my father and, you know, interest rates skyrocketed. That's the one thing that's key for your industry is that the interest rates cannot skyrocket. There's no way on earth no. they can raise those, those, no. those rates. But, all right, let's do, let's do segment three and then we'll continue. I our... can't even believe we're at segment three. <laughs> four? Four. We're three. We're still three. <laughs> we, we, recorded, we recorded like 25 minutes vodka. of radio. Seriously. I got my golf Who bag in, in the back. Yeah, right? <laughs> I got tequila in my trunk. I thought you said you were a bartender guy. I got tequila in my trunk. <laughs> yeah, nice job. Turn Reposado it back on him. Talk about failure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. I like Reposado. Nice. Oh, God damn it. I just finally got rid of that bottle of half, uh, half a shrimp. Oh, okay. yeah. I kicked the table. I always got booze in my trunk. As do Sounds I. like Jojo. Yeah. Yeah. We can we can rate our various trunks. I got my I got tequila in my golf bag. I got another flask in the back that's vodka. And I believe I have some scotch in the glove box. I'm prepared for the aftertimes. <laughs> At least the, the eight hours that I intend to live through the aftertimes. <laughs> Do you think this is going okay? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would okay. say dive back into segment four so we don't fuck yeah. this up. Let's yeah. go right into I agree. I, and I want to yeah. go into the trades. Right, no, exactly. About where, you know, where our business is going and how we're deterring kids from actually finding oh. eighty to hundred thousand dollar jobs when we're trying to put everybody in a box to go get a bachelor degree that you're not gonna get anything for. Well, we can de- we can debate this one a little bit okay. because I have an. Uh, all right, let's go. Let's roll into segment four. Gonna do it on air. All right, and then we'll run through it. Okay. Although normally now normally I start segment four with you being able to say where we can learn more about adore homes, adore bespoke homes. Adore Bespoke Homes. Adore Bespoke Homes. Benedict Cumberbatch bought an Adore Bespoke Homes. I am so good with just kind of rolling with uh, with things. So we'll run it at the bo- at the at the yeah. at the at the end of that. We're going to skip the habitation audio log because I don't feel like doing it anyway. I this is funny this because I'm I'm just having a really good time doing this versus not like Scripting. being self absorbed into my own thing. It's just really more just talking about you know ideas and thoughts and it, I, that's more fun doing that. So. I agree. All right. Okay. We're going to run with that. Um, are, are you going to talk about um, Emmy's graduation, how Dennis Peterson said? I wasn't going to mention names. Oh. No, wait a second. <clears throat> Graduate Dennis Dennis Peterson. I have, I have feelings on Dennis Dennis Peterson. doesn't like me. Oh, <laughs> salute. I hate him. <laughs> Should I be muting our like uh, microphones you, here? You just glass knuckled that one. That was awesome. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. He came in. He did Sophia's graduation, which was a senior, just on, on this thing. Oh, this and year, all yeah. he talked about was we're ranked number blah, blah, blah. Yep. And yep. Fuck you. Yep. First of all, yep. it's offensive because anyone who's under the average, you've just insulted. So 50% of those kids. Here's where, that's where I was going with yep. this. Yes. Well, I was okay. going I was there. so pissed. But God, I brought up Dennis Peterson. Honey. And, and God all damn it, I was about, going that way. <laughs> it's a special two-hour edition of Drink in the Style. The people, you know, that are going to Harvard and Yale. And I'm like, what about the people going into the military? What about the people yeah. going into trades? I mean, yeah. we need people in the trades. Mm-hmm. And why spend a hundred thousand dollars? Come out of debt, it's, you know, with debt. Well, yep. it's true to a certain extent, but here's my concern on this: 
the trades are a prosperous thing to be in right now. Ten years ago, they weren't. Ten years ago, they no, were struggling. No, but they still were. It just wasn't uh, construction trade. It was in oil trade. Yes. All right. And, but that was just because of an unusual change so in things. Yeah. Yeah. But here's my problem with going into the trades right now. It seems like a great idea now, but you know, we have an entire country of 200 million people on our southern border who are dying to make it into the United States. And as oh. long as we keep them out, then the trades might be protected and fine. But the moment that we decide, you know what, we're going to let these people come through, which we will because all things them. are cyclical and yes. we do need them. We need yes. them. Then the bottom of the market will fall out. But those trades aren't those trades going to be more like they're going to start. They're going to start as the roofers, the drywallers, electricians. Excuse me, but everything the white guy doesn't want to do. Yep, Mm -hmm. he's fucking right about that. Mm -hmm. And the interesting thing about it is that really good people are coming to the United States to truly make a. Make better a living, themselves. Make a life. better mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah. Yes, they and work send, harder and to send money home to make their family better. That isn't that construction isn't and restaurants well. do the same thing for immigrants. My, yeah. my father's an immigrant. He made a career in restaurants. You know, like I, I support construction and, and restaurants and immigration. Mm-hmm. It's fucking it's, crazy. It's, it's it's not right what's going on right now, and it, it, it's not right what's going on right now not allowing more people in that really want to better themselves. Yes, and these are the people I'm, I'm we sorry, want. These they are, are the... not the drug dealers. They are not the killers. They are not the rapists. They're not what you think. They are really solid, just good people that really want to just make a, a living and yes. to make a name for themselves. Yes, these are the ambitious people who are willing to yeah. uproot and take on something. I mean, how many fucking drug dealers do you know are going to go to America and and you know and sell their drugs because there's a higher price that they can get there? These are not the drug dealers, the rapists, the killers. These people that we we hate. I mean, some of them will come across, of course, yeah, but they're all yeah. they're they're by definition lazy people. Who are trying to find the easiest way through life through violence or some kind of destruction. The people who will come to the United States are the people who want to build something. So may I say this? Hmm. What's interesting is that 1% of the attorneys, 1% of the doctors, 1% of the teachers, 1% of builders, 1% of real estate agents, 1% of uh, personalities like you, whatever they are, 1% of everything are just bad people. But yet we continue to throw the 99% underneath the bus with them mm-hmm. and not recognize truly that there's just 1% of accountants that aren't good mm-hmm. and are going to swindle us. Mm-hmm. And just because there's 1% of bad people out there, why are we throwing 99% of the police under the bus? I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. Okay. And hold the fucking phone. My, my immediate rebuttal to that is the easiest one possible. An airplane pilot. You're not allowed to have a bad one percent. You got to be good all the fucking time. I, I get, I get both sides. But I knew you're, I knew you were leading to that. I did too. I but, saw it coming. Yeah, yeah. but like, I, I get it. I have cop family. Like, I, I have. But there's one percent of the. Uh, but it, it ruins the. It, it spoils the bunch. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Sucks. There is one yeah, percent yeah. of the uh, airline pilots that are not good, and they're trying to jump on a plane drunk. Yeah. Okay. No, it's true. I mean, it's I true. said I was sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I know. No, what you're but here's and what I would convicted say: convicted of fraud. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're just one percent of every population that's just not good people. I don't agree. I think it's bigger than that. Unfortunately, no. I would say it's more than one percent. Oh man, I, I got I rosy glasses on. <laughs> Is that what you're I'm taking me? that off? You do. You do. Oh. But here's the thing: Do you want to know the biggest mistake that cops are making in this whole collection of fuckery? 
they're closing ranks in support. No one should be angrier at bad cops than cops. I agree. I mean, yep. just a self-preservation. If police have the – if they allow that, we'll say 1%, to establish the presence of all of them, they're putting everyone at danger because you know what? That 1% of people on the street who are carrying guns and are frightened, if they see a cop coming towards you, they don't know if you're a good cop or a bad cop. But if they have the impression that you're a bad cop, then they're going to shoot first. And that is a danger to you. So the thing about the cops is why the fuck aren't you guys the ones who are jumping up and screaming? Stop them. Stop them. Okay. On another subject. Mm -hmm. I thought we were going to start segment. I know. We didn't happen. I know you're And I don't even remember what we were talking about. This is another great point, though. Have you been into a gun shop lately? Uh, Yes, actually. Okay. (laughs) I cannot believe how many elderly women are in there. Oh, my God. Well, actually, our gentleman last week told us that we're low on ammunition because the liberals started buying guns. (laughs) Yes, and And he's right. And I I was astounded (laughs) watching these. Lit, I mean, grandmas in Grannies. Yeah. Grannies. Yeah. Grannies. Grannies. Buying weapons and guns. And guns. They're terrified. Yeah. They're terrified because the politicians of a certain variety are actively terrifying them. And I'll tell you, I'm scared shitless if grannies are packing guns because <laughs> – I don't think they're ever going to use them though. Do you? <laughs> I don't know. But they're going to feel good with them. No, I don't the know. All I can imagine is... is like a doily being blotted over my <laughs> – Oh my God, a doily. I had so many doilies from my grandmas. I know. I know, but it is true. I mean, his his statement was, he said that there were, this is the third big panic buy in the gun business. The He said the previous ones were, uh, were I think he said Clinton's uh, Oh, when they were going yep. to uh, tighten it up. Yep, yep. yep. Then when Obama was, uh, was elected. Yep. I said, and then this time, he said, well, the first two times were all about the ants, the ant, you know, the story, of the ants and the grasshoppers and, you know, the ant toils and works and is always prepared and the grasshopper lounges and then suddenly winter comes and the grasshopper goes into a panic and <laughs> things. So he said the first two were all the ants because he's a pro-gun guy and yeah. stuff going through and they've got 10,000 rounds already in their basement, but they think they maybe should have another 10,000 just in case. <laughs> um, and this time – It's been what he called the grasshoppers, all the liberals, all the people who are anti-gun who now are rushing to arm themselves. No kidding. Yeah. He said – Really? Yeah. The liberals? Yeah. The liberals and the old ladies. Are you a liberal? No, I'm not. No. I just told her not to go political. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) This is a a family-friendly – The point is – all right. No. We we may be on different sides, but, you know, in general sense – I don't think we are. I'm I'm not – uh, are you – I mean I'm – you can't really say what I am. I, I literally am. Can, Brett, can you – you've known me for a while. I don't have – No, no, no. Political – not a label guy. Yeah, no. Yeah. I'm basically label-able. just against whoever happens to be running things at a given moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, – but yeah. establishment What do you say? Yeah. yeah. That's what it yeah. – And yet I look like I'm part of the establishment. I'm undercover. Sounds look. You know, it's all the same. Yes, lovey. <laughs> <laughs> No, he said, but the point is that, yes, the old ladies, the liberals, now our entire society was only ha- part of our society that was armed to the teeth, and now we are armed to the teeth across the board. Okay, so now we need to circle back into segment four, yeah. yes. which was 
where we left about the trades, trades and, and the trades. Okay, we had started with Minnetonka. Where were we? Uh, well, Dennis just, Peterson, but we no, weren't going to say Dennis. We're not going to smudge him on air. I have a daughter yeah. who's just going into the. Uh, <laughs> well, the, the but again, no, just, funny, but just when, start, well, go ahead. When Emmy, I think Emmy was a senior or fre- junior, and the kids were maybe freshmen, and we had all those like s- snow days. Mm-hmm. There was no snow. Mm-hmm. But it was cold, and Todd emailed oh him and is like, "You're so out of touch, dude." Mm-hmm. I mean, you're and you're way too old for this, and uh, I mean, <laughs> Dennis. I mean, oh yeah, come on. <laughs> I mean, you can't tell me that you didn't go to school on cold Walk days uphill and uphill both, both, ways. both ways and everything else. Oh this God, he so... shot me down. I mean, it's like ten thirty at night when they sent this, and he's emailing me back. Really? And we had like two or three exchanges, and I'm like, I'm going to bed, but. What oh, was his argument? I mean, his argument is, and, and 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 the argument in general is that you know the kids sitting out at the bus stop, the kids walking, like I have to pay an extra hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, uh, uh, had to pay an extra two hundred dollars because my kids lived within two miles of Groveland Elementary School. Us too. Yep. Right, yep. and I'm like, you you expect my kid is gonna fucking walk in a Minnesota winter? Right. To school at you know that, but they've set it up such that they would necess- they they would have to theoretically. And our uh, kids, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I don't know where you guys grew up or whatever you did, but Buffalo, New York. Buffalo, New York. That's right. Um, but honest to God, when I was six, uh, six, seven years old, four thirty in the morning, I was up delivering newspapers. It didn't matter what was going on. Yeah. If that Star Tribune, and it was Star Tribune, it was a Tribune in the morning, Star at night at four o'clock. It didn't make any difference, man. You were out there with your sack on, and you were slogging through snow yeah. or whatever it was. And back in the uh, early seventies, I'm telling you, our winters were much worse than what they oh, are today. They are. I was, I was a patrol, and I had to walk across 90th Street, 35W, mm-hmm. about eight blocks to get to my patrol station and stand out there and hold my flag out to. Help in the middle cross. of winter. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what that's what we did. It's, didn't we? it's fucking Midwest, man. Like it's yeah. it's cold. Yeah, and I mean, and, and to that point, I mean, I grew up. Uh, my formidable years were in uh, uh, Southwest Minnesota, in Redwood Falls, and you know, I had a he- heck of a tan, right? Why? Because I walked one mile down the bean field that way to pull weeds, <laughs> and I walked one mile back. And I walked one mile there, and I walked one mile back, and that's what you did all day long, because that's what you did. Yeah. You tell me one kid that's doing that today. But it's a different time. Imagine just it one kid lost two toes waiting for the bus. Uh, what would that cost no our kid, district? There's no kid losing two. Uh, really, my two toes. my kid runs out in like. To like a t-shirt as oh, yeah. long as it's above 20. None of 10. them wear, none of them none wear of any them jackets. Wear jackets yeah. That's their decision. I know, but it doesn't matter. If you think about the risk distribution, you're right. I agree. Bundle your fucking kids up and, nope, and worry about the danger if you want and send them out. But the fact is that reality is what reality is. And that is all you need is one fucking moron who goes out there and the kid loses a toe, and, and suddenly the, the whole district is being fucked with. I mean, yeah. I agree okay, with I your principle. That. I understand. But I also yep. think that you have risk mitigation in the real world. And right now, that would be a risk that I think would be much too great to take. And then, that's you fine. know what we would do? And maybe you'd be the same way. Maybe you would be too. Do you got kids? Fuck no. I didn't think so. 
I looked at you and I'm like, there's not a chance he's got kids over there. But you know what you'd do? Be like, you want to be a dumbass? Go out and be a dumbass. I wouldn't actually ever sue the district. I would never do anything. I'd be like, my kid was stupid. But you're the except. But yeah. You're the exception, or at least there are enough who would sue the district. Oh, for so sure. So you, you, you have yep. no choice. I mean, my parenting mantra has always been nothing teaches independence as well as neglect. Learn to do the shit yourself and figure it out. I'm not going to. I mean, I'll give you all guidance, and I'm a great dad, I think, and you know, and all this other stuff. Right. But truly, you've got to have the ability to be independent at a certain point. Part of parenting is teaching you to be independent. And, okay. and Pam, back me up. Stop being such a pussy. <laughs> so, funny, funny story about that. If we had more oh alcohol, God. I'd say we'd drink to that. In the trunk, bro. Jesus Christ. Funny story about that. So... Oh, my God. I know where you're going. You know where I'm going. So, uh, You guys are a good couple, by the way. Oh, He we cuts himself off when you want to say something because you're verbose, as am I. And you already know what he's necessarily – that's <laughs> nice to see. So I'm a throw him at the wind, right? Mm-hmm. Let's go out and do it. Mm-hmm. So Emmy's not even uh, – my oldest is not even five years old. Caroline's not even three or just over three. I buy Z120 snowmobiles, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, I'm going to throw you out on Lake Minnetonka. This is go. This is stop. I want you guys just to go. Mm-hmm. And I said, Caroline, the youngest, right? I said, you just follow Emmy because Emmy is going to be almost five years old. Actually, she's four and three quarters or whatever, right? I said, you just follow her. Just stay close. I said, but don't stop in the middle of the lake because I don't want to go out and get you, right? Mm-hmm. Because they got these rip cords on, right? Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, Emmy stops in the middle of the lake. Caroline stops in the middle of the lake. I'm like, oh, good God. I got to run out there. Boom, boom, boom. Run, Emmy, why did you stop? Caroline keeps hitting me. So I look at Caroline, who's three and a half years old, somewhere right around there, three and three quarters. And I'm like, Caroline, why are you hitting Emmy? Dad, you told me to stay close. I'm like, no, don't stay that close. I said, just stay close. Mm -hmm. So about the same year, actually it was the same year, taught him how to ski, right? Mm -hmm. We went to uh, Highland Park in Bloomington. All I wanted him to do is learn how to get onto the uh, ski lift, right? Jump on a ski lift, you know, bump up, bump. Okay, we go up and we skied all day, you know, just getting used to being on the uh, ski lift. So that was on a uh, Sunday. On Wednesday, we flew out to Vail. Got up there, took him, left uh, Vail Village, went up to Mid Mountain. I said, fly down here, okay. Said, now we're going up here. We went to the top of the mountain. Now it's time to go down. Mm -hmm. Let's go. They were fearless. They had nothing to worry about. Charge. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. four and five years old, and it's all about when you look at teaching what your kids, you know, what they want to do. It's like it's mainly, in my opinion, it's it's the parents that are kind of holding themselves back because they don't want to harm their kids. And, man, what if I do this? What if I do that? And it's like, you know what? I want to give my kids wings to fly. Mm-hmm. No, you're 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 right. I mean, it's the great failing of the baby boomer generation. I mean, what are you, a Gen Xer or you're a late boomer? I don't know. I'm 52. I'll be 53 coming up. I think we're Gen X. I think we're we're all Gen X. You're a. a, How old are you? I'm 50. Uh, No, I'm 49. You're 40. I'm uh, 52. I'll be 53. 
Okay, so you were born in 60, 68, 67. 68 and 67, family. 68 and 67. My wife was born in 60. Oops, sorry, never mind. Um, <laughs> Whoopsie, trouble. Okay, what about... <laughs> so we're all of the same. 2002, when were you born? Sorry, my buddy just sent me Denver snow. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you fucking he's, believe he's, he's that? He's building out there right now. It was 90 degrees on Friday. I heard I believe that. that. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Well, my point is simply, 82, as, 82. as we know, that we were, we were you born. You were born in 82? Yeah. Oh, my God. We're old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seasoned. Seasoned. Yeah. Yeah. Point. Yeah, that's right. Are, are, we were turned loose. We were simply set oh. free. It's like also dogs. This drives me fucking crazy. When I was a kid, we would open the front door, let the dogs out. The dogs would show up probably a little bit before the kids, sometimes yeah. a little bit after. And when we were kids, we wandered around in packs in the neighborhood that would interact with the dog packs as well. And that was a great freaking afternoon. And then you'd show up when you were hungry enough and or you yep. were bleeding. This is what the Lord God intended. <laughs> But now, Jesus, you, you, you let the dog out. You're going to get three neighbors who call and complain that the dog is sniffing in their grass. And the kids have to be in some kind of orchestrated, dropped-off experience. And, it is, and, and it's, just, it's, just, it's just detrimental to everyone concerned, including us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, including us. Because, you know what? I want some fucking time. Get out of the house. Have fun. Yeah. yeah. Enjoy. Yeah. Nothing teaches independence as well as neglect. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. isn't your generation like the end of uh, learn how to swim, row out into the middle of the lake, throw them in and watch them struggle until they <laughs> well, figure it out? that's what you did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I did the same thing. I'm like, hey, you'll swim. Let's yeah. go. Or, yep. you, or you it die. Was, <laughs> it was in our swimming pool. It wasn't in the lake. Right. But Caroline, I'm like, Caroline, go in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay. You learned. <laughs> right. Sophia learned to swim inadvertently when we were at uh, the Dells, uh, the Wisconsin Dells. And she was like. I don't know, two, maybe three, you're just barely walking. I don't remember a thing. And she had stepped into one little wading pool, right? And she put a little toe in. She walked around. It was fun. She. And then we go walking around, going back, and I'm heading to the bar because that's where I'm going. And she's behind me, and she sees the regular pool. And she assumes it's the same thing. So I remember I turned around, and she goes over, and she puts her foot in. And it was just like the bumble in, in Rudolph the Red Nose. Fucking bottom. I said, in a few seconds, all of a sudden the head pops up, the battling is done, oh my God. pull her back out. She survived, and she was a better swimmer for it. All right, we need to do segment four, though. Um, yes. What are we going back to? What, what? Where were we? We were going back to uh, trades. trades. Uh, we were going back to uh, Minnetonka. We were going back to four-year degrees coming out with uh, debt. Um, mm-hmm. All right. So I let's segue into let's it. yeah, let's uh let's segue into let's start with discussion of building costs and labor costs. And that will perhaps allow us I don't know. I don't know if no, I like that. I don't think so. I don't like it. Yeah. Um Brett, are you able to play back the last like thirty seconds? <laughs> Memory issues. All right, yes, I can actually. Jim, could you do that for me? <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, this is about right. Banks will not lend the money, nor would you if you were a bank, because they carry too much debt. And this is all debt that's going towards nothing. It's, cause, it's There's no productivity associated with it. Okay, so interesting that you say that, because one of the things, you know, our kids go to Minnetonka, right? Mm-hmm. So two years ago. I'm going to ask you to hold that yep. story. for. What we're highlighting and what we're truly bringing back to uh, kids is you need to get a four-year. You need to get a four-year. Mm-hmm. And even with one of ours right now, I think one of our kids, and I really want to have a societal 
like intervention on this is go get me a two year business degree at Normandale. Mm-hmm. I want you to go get a two year uh, or one year uh, uh, real estate degree and come work for the business. And I got a feeling that you're going to be making more money than four out of five of the kids that we have. Yeah, because you have you have a business of your own that you can allow them entree into, which is key. Well, and yes and no. Like Joe Grenet from uh, DRG. Uh, Joe's a really good friend of mine. We we uh, are chatting, and he wants to build his business. He's like, God, I think what I want to do is invest in some young kids. I want to go to somebody that's got a two-year degree or whatever, and I tell you what, to get into real estate, I'll pay them a salary. Mm-hmm. And with that, what we'll do is that we'll kind of, here's what I'm going to pay you. I'll pay you 50 grand a year, okay, to get in. You're brand new. And by the time you get to 75, you're going to kick 25% of that back to me. Mm-hmm. By the time you get to 100, you're going to kick 25% of the back to me. And he says, I think that if I can invest in these kids, that eventually I'm going to be making more money two ways. Number one, I'm going to recoup my investment. But more importantly, they're going to work for me and they're going to really care about working for me. And I'm going to be making commission off them for, you know, years and years and years just by investing in them. So you're literally trying to undo the decisions of the 80s and 90s where greed is good and everything became transactional <laughs> and a company had no interest whatsoever yeah. in the long term. And D- DRG, they just, they just do rentals, right? No, 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 no. They sell. Uh, uh, they're pretty big uh, condo downtown. I, they, they, I know they're selling. Yeah. Condo. I thought they were more more uh, leasing. No, they uh, started out leasing, but they uh, okay. they're big into sales now too. Got it. Okay. So honestly, right. I mean, uh, our whole deal is let's invest in uh, our kids. I hear you. All right, let's do this on the radio. You're good with this? Yeah, Getting oh, into yeah. a little bit of because I'm going to actually take issue with you on a couple of things because I've got a different perspective. Yeah. On I like this. that. So, all right. I think that's important. Cool. All right. Here we go. Yeah, communication ski skills are key. The ability to actually interact on uh, when you have a difference of opinion to try to achieve truth is really what it's about. Yes, and that's where I'm going with that. So yep. I've already won. All right, keep going. Did you just say you already won? What's that? Did yeah. you just say? I did. I did. Oh my god, I'm laughing. <laughs> I'm all good with it. And I'm hot. You are. Yeah, I do. You're my wife. <laughs> How you doing? Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's why you got a big truck. <laughs> no, that's Napoleon complex. No, I was talking about the backspace. Oh, yeah. yes. Give us the pose. I'm not tall either, bro. I'm not tall either. Yeah. Okay, was that all right or not? I mean, I had a good time. I mean, I can't believe it's 7 o'clock. That's, that's one of the longer oh ones we've God. done. Dude, that, seriously. I normally wouldn't have kept you this long, but you guys are too much fun. Oh, Our no. I, funny. I Our just kids really, are I love calling. The inter- They're probably like, where's dinner? <laughs> 7 o'clock. Yeah.